Hello! Welcome to uh, Adventures in Lollygagging. I completely forgot how I do this. Like, what I say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're playing... Uh, what are we playing? We're playing Wondering 2nd Edition tonight. Uh, we are continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign. Uh, we uh, we are about to face Doom. Uh, whatever that means. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We've had, we had a week off last week. And so uh, we've completely forgotten how to play the game. Uh, and I've... <laughs> completely forgotten my story notes so uh it's good it's interesting how just taking one week off just throws everything out of whack uh but yeah we'll see how it goes uh why don't we do uh why don't we do some introductions of characters uh probably the last time we'll see them because they're gonna die to these villagers and this old lady uh and that's that so uh long tell us about floy hello i am floy soon to be a very rich treasure hunter dwarf uh Apparently, I bring doom wherever I go, but I think that's a pretty good trade-off. That's fair. I like. Did you hear how Long said hello? Like all like said like hello. <laughs> Am I the only one who caught that? Like I heard. Hello. Yes, it's it's like it's Floy saying hello. Is that what it is? Oh, that's true. Because he did get hair done and mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's looking a lot better. I mean, it, you guys have been traveling for several days, so he probably is kind of ripe. But you know, what's that? Okay, hello. Okay, okay, Gilly. Uh, so, Ashley, tell us about Gilly. Uh, my name is Gilly Kettlegrass, and apparently, I'm gonna bring the weed to <laughs> our picnic at the at the lake. Um, <laughs> but I'm Gilly Kettlegrass, and uh, I am our scholar. Uh, my uh, wealth of living hasn't really raised too much, but it's getting there. Nowhere near the level of Floy, though. Um, but I do have a horse, so that's a, a, a very beaten up pony. Um, and yeah, I'd rather not die today, but you know, if I do, I'm with my friends. You did, did you just admit to beating your pony? No, remember she took damage from the troll? Right, but that was like months ago, wasn't it? Yeah, because this is like springtime. That was before. But I mean, I think like. I think Gilly just admitted to animals. No! <laughs> no. It is now canon. No, it's not. She was smoking a lot of weed. She wasn't in control. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get Sarah McLaughlin on the phone. She's got to do. Yeah. God, do something for all these no. ponies that Gilly keeps abusing. Gilly has a really angry high. She does. No. She really does. Some people just get really. Uh, are well taken care of. I haven't killed any yet. Unlike previous campaigns, we're I have we're working have, on being better yeah. with horses. I feel like every other fantasy world it's we've gross. ever been in, there's I think horses are endangered species <laughs> in all those games. But no, Dude, yeah. Where's Dude, my where's my horse? Ghost? Where's my pony? What? <laughs> Bad pony. No. <laughs> I'm just picturing Gilly. No. no. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go to the bottom row. We got Arineal. Melissa, tell us about Arineal. Uh, so Arineal is our Ranger of the North champion. Um, she's actually been uh, fairly hopeful since our uh, Yule Fellowship. Um, so maybe I'll use some of that hope in this situation. Uh, we were commenting earlier how not particularly social we are as a group. So... This will be super awkward, and I'm sure it's going to go very well. Uh, yeah, Melissa was asking if there was a dog she can give dog treats to, and that was how 
they're going to win over the actually little known fact the villagers uh villagers of Eskerdale hate dogs uh so yeah you're in trouble they're they're really mm. cat people so um <laughs> we'll just yeah. hand out chocolates to all the old women it'll be fine <laughs> there's there's really only the one old woman uh who's shouting so we only have to win dude. one over that's great say <laughs> job has come to oh oh chocolate mm. never mind they're okay <laughs> <laughs> and then on we go. Uh, and then finally, we've got Erebon. Uh, Stephen, tell us about Erebon. Megavanen. I am playing Erebon, Child of Eru, Exile of Linden, Warden of Eriador. Okay. All right. All so I uh, no, I'll keep adding titles as we keep going. Yeah. Child they're, I mean, they're, of Eru they're... and Bonbon? <laughs> and Bonbon. Super Bonbon. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, let's do a summary. Um, after, okay, so we're on a new adventuring phase. And so you all heard during the winter uh, yeah. rumors about strange folk near Lake uh, Evendim, which is what you can see on the screen, um, and the ruins of Anuminas, which, again, you can see on the screen. Uh, you all decided you wanted to undertake a journey there uh, and to sort of explore its surrounding hills, the hills of Evendim. And you were sort of operating under the suspicion, this is what you've been operating under, that that these folk were likely somehow Rudauer clans, hill folk, uh, under Lottie. Uh, Lottie being that kind of orange-haired barbarian woman who uh, you saw many, many months ago in Fornost. Now, you spoke with Talondil, and you spoke with Marimben, your two uh, more seasoned rangers of the north uh, allies, and they mentioned a village of Eskerdale. Uh, it's a very isolated hamlet that's known to other rangers. Um, it's uh, its inhabitants tend have a tendency to fish the lake. Uh, they also hunt its hills. And so, if there's anybody who would know about like people passing through or anything like that or any strangeness going on, it would be these people. Uh, so, you've decided to undertake a journey to go find this village and see if you could win them over and get some information from them. Now, during during the journey. Uh, you all discovered an unearthed cairn uh, near Fornos that was haunted by a wraith that had recently killed a tomb robber. You kind of made the, the wraith sort of run away at that point. You kind of you defeated it, but the tomb robber was already dead. Along the Berenduin, or the, the Brandywine River, you witnessed this strange kind of ashened color boat uh, that was carrying this unsettling dark figure that was sort of wrapped in these flowing cloaks. And it kind of gave everybody uh, sort of a nauseous feeling. Uh, and then in a wood west of the plains where the Witch King of Angmar, his forces, and uh, like they all fell to the to the host of the west, you all discovered a, a peaceful grove of trees, which seemed to be some kind of memorial uh, to a number of elves and a Dunedain uh, who died in battle uh, along those plains. Uh, now, while you started scouring the hills, it took a while, actually, uh, trying to look for any signs of this hidden village. Uh, you've been told that they're they're very cautious people who don't really like outsiders, and it was very difficult to find them. In fact, um, but while you were you were kind of scouring the hills of, of Evendim and the shores of the Nainuel, which is another word for the the lake itself, um, you found a bunch of broken statues, evidence of you know times long gone. Um, you found this rickety dock. You found you saw these two very large wargs uh, who disappeared into the wilderness. Uh, you, and, and listening back and thinking back, I realized they probably should have eaten your ponies. Uh, but I, I missed that opportunity because I'm getting soft in my old age. Um, 
So it took a little time, but eventually you found this hidden path from the lake through this little dense thicket just to the north, and then you stumbled across the hamlet of Eskerdale. You were greeted by some wary folk who were using uh, not the most advanced-looking equipment, um, you know, stone spears and, you know, bows and things like that, but didn't look like there was any, you know, major iron or anything like that going on. And there was a very old crone and two uh, younger folk who were talking to you, but the crone kind of took the show as she started to warn some sort of prophecy or some sort of foretelling that you all have brought doom to Eskerdale and sometime within the next fortnight uh, that the, the village itself uh, will be destroyed. Doom is, is here. It's on its way. And you uh, are apparently it's harbingers. So let's, um, let's, let's get it going. I, uh, I'm taking Stephen's uh, word that he actually does like it when I do drop the names and he's not being a prick. About oh, it, it's so hot, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I believe you. The tension. I, you. I wish I had like, I got to get some funnier drops. Let's see. What do I got that might work? I don't have anything that on the soundboard. Let's see. Uh, there, there we go. I don't know. I mean, it's. Tension. You should have just gone the gunshot noise. <laughs> I don't have a. I don't have a gunshot gonna, I don't, on my soundboard for Tolkien. It's going to become like a really <laughs> crappy radio show with all the <laughs> all the bells and whistles. I have and some. Really, now time for a round of applause. I have some really silly ones in like my Savage Worlds game because they're silly fun. So like, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get back to it. All right, so uh, no, I want to do a different one. Let's do that one. Okay. So you all now, you look around, and this woman, mm-hmm. this old woman, Doom, Doom shall come. Eskadale shall soon be no more. And so many of the people in this area, like, they, they, they freak out, and they start closing in. And you are severely outnumbered. Um, there's not a ton of people. They don't look like major soldiers or anything like that. But there are at least a dozen or two dozen people that are slowly beginning to surround you, you can feel like the the like spear points that are going into your back, as if they're going to, you know, they're they're you're not sure if they're they're going to attack you or thrust you, but you can see they're kind of like poking, and people are starting to squabble in the audience uh, about who or, or you know you know whether or not they should let you live or what you, they should be done with. Um, is anyone doing anything? Um, Gilly, I want to do like a courtesy roll. I don't know if you want it to be courtesy or like persuade, but Gilly's not, she's, it's not, it's not doom. It's Karn doom. The lights, the fires have been lit at Karn doom. Okay. And evil is coming, but it's not us. Okay. So you're going to be getting a minus two on that, on this role for reasons that you don't need to know. Uh, But I also think that, um, Take a minus three, actually, uh, as you're referencing the doom of some far off distant place. Um, I'm not sure that's going to help. Oh, cool. like they wouldn't know what it is? Uh, that and or um, you just said, hey, doom's coming, but we're not the doom. So I'm not sure that's going to oh, okay, necessarily okay, okay. like the situations. Be like- Above and behind Gilly, whispering, yeah. perhaps we should stop saying doom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, okay. We're here selling chocolate. Do, since it's a negative three, can I do courtesy? 
No, it's yeah, courtesy's totally fine. Yeah, All I'm right. fine with that. But it will be a minus three at this point. I'm ripping it. Okay. Failure. Okay. Which I expected with the negative three. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, no, that's fair. Two of those are automatic, but one of those just made sense. Um, okay. At that point, you see, like, if you recall, there were two people that were uh, that were doing the talking. There was a woman uh, had that long braid, uh, and there was kind of a fairly tall man as well with a, a fairly well kept beard. Uh, and the two of them were doing most of the talking um, until the old woman kind of interfered and she started kind of going through this. Um, and it looks like they're they're starting to lose control of the crowd at this point. And the man steps forward, the tall man steps forward, and he's like, he's like, my friends, do not overreact to Carlos's foretelling. There is no need to exacerbate the issue. I am sure our visitors would freely relinquish their weapons and we shall take them to see Morven, where we can... I grip my spear a bit tighter. Well, we can discuss this in a more uh, calm situation. That seems wise. I've been coughing so much this week. Okay. So you can see that uh, like people are kind of looking around. Uh like the the woman with the braid and that they kind of exchange glances. Like she, you can tell that there's like tension between the two of them. Um, but eventually the woman with the braid, she kind of nods, she relents. Um, and some of the folks begin to start backing up at that point. But you can see that there's a few of these, these people with these, these stone spears that are right next to you and they're reaching for your weapons. Um, does anyone prevent this from happening? I, I, don't necessarily have my spear like pointed at anyone. I, it's just set upright in the ground, but I'm definitely white knuckling it. Mm. Uh, if I see Arenio and the others giving up their weapons, eventually I would allow them to take my spear, but it would be after like they grab it and I, I have a moment's hesitation before I let go. Uh, so I'll say that they, I mean, all of your large weapons, your swords, your spears, your bows, etc., are extraordinarily obvious. There's like basically no way to hide that stuff. If you have like a knife, a knife or something like that, that's something you could potentially palm. Um, does anybody not relinquish their weapons or take a different tact? And you're and you're freely welcome to do that. I just want to make sure before I assume. I will comply. Okay. So they reach down, they take your axe, and they like one like this one fellow. Careful of that. Start swinging it around. Like, oh, this is a mighty blade. Yes. And you can see he starts to loop it around <laughs> his belt. But that's when the tall guy is like, ah, no, we are not looting them. We are merely taking the weapons to ensure a peaceful conversation with our chieftain. And the guy like, guy who took your axe like looks up at the tall man kind of hesitates a bit yes Reinald I will comply and just gets like one of them hands out a sack and they just start pouring your weapons those that can fit into this this, this big sack Arunio does the... keep her skinning knife okay make a um it's like under her cloak like on her belt under her 
cloak. Yeah, uh, make a make a roll to see if you do this. Uh, and since you're since it's small and since it's specifically under your your clothes and things, you can take a bonus to it. Um, this sounds like a stealth, probably. I think mm. simple enough. Um, unless you think there's yeah, I think stealth is probably the one that really makes sense. No, you're right. I just it's hard for me to get it. But I'll give you like a stealth with it's small and it's underneath your skins. You said already, so I'll say plus two. All right. Extraordinary success. Yeah, I, I mean, you can't even find it. It's so well hidden. Like, where? Did, maybe I didn't bring it. Maybe it's back in Bree. <laughs> you Bree. put Who it knows? in my pack. Like, it's not even on you. <laughs> where is it? It's like, like you reach I... out and you pull it out from behind the ear of the tall bearded man. <laughs> right. Like, oh. Uh, okay. did, did I get the fishing rod and I forgot about it? <laughs> did I bring my snowshoes again? Oh. Um, okay, no, you kept your you kept your skinning knife, no problem. Is anyone else trying to palm anything? They're basically uh, just taking your weapons, it looks like. Anything that looks like an obvious threat. I wouldn't palm anything, but whoever takes my spear after I relinquish it, I, I would say to them, ensure that this is given the care it deserves. It is a magnificent weapon. And then I'll pull out my short sword and just drop that on the ground and start walking <laughs> towards the guy. The woman who takes it, middle-aged, she kind of takes it, and she's very soft-spoken. Yes, yes, Master Elf. And kind of pulls that, and she picks up the sword off the ground as you walk away. All right. So you all um, you give up your, your things, and you're led... Like there, a handful of folks still stay around you, but you can see that there's already attempts. You know that the the crowd's already diminishing to some degree. The woman with the braid is talking to a group, you know, and then you can see that the tall man is like walking towards you, and he's like, "Why? Why a few folks linger behind you as like guards, escorts, etc." And he says, "Do not fear. We mean you no harm, so long as you equally mean us no harm." But when Corliss makes a foretelling, it is it is something that, well, they come true so very often. It is very difficult to dismiss. And she sees you all as harbingers of some great terror for our village. Come, come with us. I shall find you a place to sit rest and i will see if our chieftain is available to speak with you thank you kindly yes of course my good friends come and as you're walking um like he's out in front and he's kind of like i'm literally looking out to that you know kind of sizing you all up a couple people are pushing past you you got these like they're basically stone huts and stuff with some sort of thatch on top of it here and there um People kind of peek around. You can see that there's children, younger folk here as well. And you know, they run out and then they're quickly kind of pulled back as you're walking through. Um, and as you're walking, like the man, Reinald, he says, um, forgive me for prying, but you are an interesting company. It is not often we get a ranger and elf and I believe these two are dwarves? Oh, I'm a hobbit. 
A hobbit from Bree? Am I muted? No, no, no you're, you're fine. fine. I was just reading Farkadev. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, Farkadev. Okay. Oh, so, no. They want us to die. So you can see as um, as he's talking to you, he's like saying these things. He's, he's just saying, it's a very unusual company. And he's like letting that just linger in the air as if that itself deserves a response. With such good courtesy, I can't say I'm surprised. Hmm. Um, well, we were, we're mostly on a scouting mission. Um, we've been, and, and she turns and she like gets her book out of her pack and, you know, there's been some, some weird things going on and we've been investigating them for our patron Balin. Okay, so he doesn't recognize the name. You, you can't get no sense that he yeah. recognizes that name at all. I mean, he didn't really recognize. He's guessing as the two U.S. dwarves. And as you say Hobbit, he just sort of rolls that word around his tongue. Hobbit. Yes. Hobbit. I see. I see. Well, Master Elf, we take great steps to hide ourselves from the world. As an elf, I would presume you would be familiar with these tactics of ours, being often reclusive, I believe is your people. I appreciate solitude, of course. However, I would not then be surprised to not have many visitors. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this is the word of Morven, our chieftain. He has led us for some time. Perhaps the future holds more. But for now, we shall abide by his word. And as he's saying this, um, who's got high awareness? Just like default awareness pips. Arunio. Uh, I have moderate. three. Oh. Okay. I have two, but I'm favored. So those of you with a couple ranks and awareness, anyone who's got like two or higher, you notice that there's a man who's been sort of following you all. Like, you can see him in between the huts. He's, like, staying behind the huts themselves. He's not actually, like, following with you or behind you. It's almost like he's behind the hut looking, waiting as you kind of pass, and then he, like, cuts around behind the next, almost as if he's just sort of pacing you all and watching. Um, it doesn't appear as though Reinald notices this. But Reinald, he kind of takes you and he leads you to a hut and he if, says if I could if I could interrupt you um it it were you intending for a, another one of yours to 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 join or is this some extra safety protocols we will keep you comfortable in this place it is a 
safe and warm, we will bring you food and refreshment. But until we tell you otherwise, we would prefer if you were to stay inside. I will speak with Demelza to see when her father will be well enough to host an audience for you. Until Put then, it more bluntly, she was asking who the shadow skulking around is. Oh. He kind of looks. That is Mudan. Mudan! Come! And you see the guy who's like, who's kind of peering. He's like, you see him get kind of upset. As he slowly kind of walks out. And Reinald looks at him and just says, um, There is no need to skulk. Things are under control. And Mudan kind of has like these, like you can see he's got like this like twisted up face. Like he's angry. Young kid, probably 16, maybe. Face is all kind of in a sneer as he looks at Arineal. And he says, it is her people. One of them, she knows where my sister is. And he just, with like a quick flash, just lunges out. Uh, at Arineal, uh, who is kind of being gently held from from behind by one of the guards as he just sort of lunges out and just throws a punch at you. Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? Um, I don't allow it. I I would say... So, would you say that Arineal is bigger than this lad? Uh, then who? The one who's punching out at you? I was yeah. just kidding about the, the... I was just stalling to get the, the stat block up. <laughs> He's gonna throw a punch at you no matter what. Okay. Um, if if non-consensual is, punch. If he is smaller than Arineal, um, like Arineal may not actually do much to defend. Okay. As long as Arineal is bigger than him. Gotcha. Understood. Sorry, I keep forgetting that I have to target you people when I roll to attack. All right. This guy's mostly human. Uh, everyone has been human, Everyone's which you've seen. Okay. Yeah. Renial. All right. That's targeted. All right. I'm just. Usually pull. it's the dwarves that have such bad manners. Oh, Airbot. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this guy lunges at a Renial and just. Right across your face, you just feel like this surprisingly hard and sturdy fist from such a young person just crunch across your jaw. The very jaw that you broke in the past mm-hmm. and you can feel the wound once more just begin to overtake you. Now, it's only, you know, it's only two points of damage, so you're fine. But like, go ahead and take that two points of damage. Um, yep. And but Ryan on the minute is like, Mudan, that is not our way. And he kind of grabs and you can see a few of them starts to pull him back. I don't know why you you protect her. She is just like the others. My sister, where is she? Where? And they're just dragging him away as she's just as he's just what sort did, of screaming at Rinio. What did they look like? Uh Reinald will turn to you as like as Mudan is like kind of being dragged away, and he'll just say I apologize for the behavior. He is a headstrong young boy. 
and uh, Gilly will start flipping through her book and she'll get those tattoos of the Hillfolk people. Did, hmm. did they have facial tattoos like this? New looks. No, no, no. Okay. He believes the rangers that have settled on the shrouded islets in the lake are somehow responsible for his sister's disappearance. We think many things of rangers, but abduction is not one of those. He is left alone. His parents have passed. His sister was his only kin. He is an angry boy. Do not let him... Do not let him concern you anymore. We will keep him distant from you. And Arineal, kind of this whole time, like, she didn't adjust her posture in any way. Like, you know, this was kind of his issue, but she will ask, um, do the do the other uh, adults here have any theories as to what did happen to his sister? <sighs> I should not speak of this. I am speaking out of turn. I am merely your escort. Roll, um... Arinio, go ahead and roll, um... You can roll any... Whatever you want, like persuasion, courtesy, something like that. But you will take a minus one. I'm sorry. Uh, no, just a minus one, actually, for you. Uh, okay. Let's see. I'll Maybe you could hunt for an answer. <laughs> I know. Can I climb a tree? That's really like anytime I can use athletics and climb a tree. All right. No. Oh, yeah. no, that's a failure. So as you press him, he just he shakes his head. No, I am sorry. I have said too much as it is. We will place you here. I will keep our two guards here for your protection to ensure such incident does not reoccur. I will fetch Demelza. She is the woman you met when you first arrived. She and I will go to her father and we will see what to do next. We will bring you food, refreshment. It is warm. Take rest. Good day. And you kind of like, this is weird sort of bow. And you can hear, like you, you can see like one of the guards who were carrying you, the woman who took, the soft-spoken woman who took a uh, Arabon's spear and like the guy who took Floyd's axe, like they're sort of standing out in front of the hut. One of them like holds open what looks like some kind of animal skin door type of thing, kind of lets you all inside. And it's a fairly modest hut. And you can see there's like, you know, different skins and rugs all over the place here and there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like you just sort of sit down for a bit. In a few minutes, uh, you can see that someone brings in what looks like some kind of crude bread, some dried, looks like, you know, some kind of fish of some kind, some fish meal, like a, like a, like a some sort of chowder soup, and just sort of sets it down in front of you and nods and backs out. Uh, and none of you are bound. Good. Go this ahead, isn't going as uh, I, I thought this would be going. Well, uh, when Erebon and I can attest, when you are used to spending time in small groups or solo, uh, it is generally not a uh, welcome party thrown for outsiders. I would prefer to have no further 
attacks as part of this discussion, but I am as of yet not disheartened that we will have a positive outcome here. Erebon will uh, take a piece of the bread and rip it in half and start pulling out pieces of the millstone, like the grit that's still in the bread. This food is almost as insulting as the punch to a runniel and just throws it on the ground. Come on now, this must be a, a local delicacy. And I'll pick it up and try it out. Uh, yeah, you taste it. It's like a there's a, probably a very unintentional crunch to it. Like it's 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 not. Arabon's not wrong. It's not the best stuff in the world. That's for sure. And in case you can't tell, Arabon's very upset at the lack of courtesy. He, he's not used to this, despite being an outsider. Is there, um, so is it sort of a door or a flap or something? It's that, a flap. Okay. Um, Arrhenial would like to um, just sort of be eyeing sort of what's going on. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, most obviously you see there, there are people lingering around. Like, they're trying not to gawk, but you can tell like a crowd is formed here and there as they're they're watching. Um, you can see that just outside, like sitting on what looks like you know a couple crates or barrels or something like that. Um, you can see that there's you know the two guards that are out there. One of them is kind of still admiring Floyd's uh, Floyd's axe. The other one has she's very sort of gently like set the spear like up against the side of the uh, of the stone hut. Uh, but aside from that, there's yeah is is there's nothing too much you can see just from like that little seam between the flap and the, in the, in the frame. So did they leave people with us to watch us? Yeah. There's those two people right outside. Like I said, like yeah, the outside. one that took your, took your, your ax who's still kind of admiring it as he's sitting on a crate outside. And then there's the other that's like trying okay. to find a place to s- stand the spear up with reverence. I'll see if I can make like small talk with them while they wait. Like, uh, so what do you guys do here? You got in something. Uh, okay. Um, are you like talking through the flap or are you like sticking your yeah. head out? Yeah, I'll go through it. Where okay. I'm, so you, let me. you open a little bit. You open up, you open up the flap a little bit and you say something. And, uh, the guy who's sort of messing around, um, with your, your ax, he'll say, we are guarding you dwarf. Yeah, but what if we weren't here? Got in something else? Or what do you do here all day? Are you like a hunter? Or this is where we live. What, I am a hunter, yes. And, and she'll nudge Floyd and be like, "Ask him about those freaky wolves. Why were they so big?" <laughs> you southern folk afraid of wolves? Ha ha ha. It just starts laughing, and you can tell the other one's like very reserved, not really saying anything, but he's just sort of sort of laughing. Like, have you seen how tall I am? That thing was huge. Uh, well, perhaps you should not have crawled out of whatever hole you hide in. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, my hobbit hole is really nice, and Gilly just kind of like walks away from the flap to go sit next to Reniel. When was the last time you had a visitors? We do not get them very often, but we have had more of late. 
You are... You are not the first who have been here this spring. And you can see that the woman who's been like very quiet, she's just like sort of staring at him like, you're not supposed to say this kind of stuff, but he's just like messing around with the axe and not really thinking as he talks. Said others, were they human? What? <laughs> were they? No, they were. That one's people. And he kind of nods in the direction of Erebon. There were elves? <laughs> yes. They they think they thought they were stealthy and that we did not see them, but we saw them from far away. We saw where they hid their boats. We saw when they walked through our woods. Ha! Such arrogance. But they are not nearly as careful as they think they are. What are they looking for? <laughs> we did not speak with them. <sighs> they are too haughty for us. Their nose is too high in the sky. Are they still lingering in the woods? They left several days ago. So what's your chieftain like? Morvin was once a great warrior. Very strong and fair, but age has taken him. But he still could take you, dwarf. You are just a product of your weaponry. He could take you barehanded. That is how we teach ours, to fight with hands and fists. We do not need the tools that you have here. Such adornment. And he's kind of holding it up. You got like, you know, rune, like dwarven runes and stuff like that. Like, is this, is this a toy or is this a weapon? You can try it out yourself. He's like, perhaps I will, dwarf. Perhaps you might need to be a few hands shorter. <laughs> you could tell it wasn't a real threat, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just laugh with the yeah. okay. Just kill All time right. for now. That's it. All right. Irinia uh, will pop out when Floyd kind of ends the conversation. Yeah, they're not really letting you out of the hut. They're just like you can pull yeah, the just peeking yeah. my head up, kind of above his head, um, where he's kind of has the, has the flap. Um, and just ask, well, I mean, if, if the wolves are, are not something that frightens you, uh, what about the, uh, the, the beings that pass on the ships in the night? And she'll kind of explain what they saw. And kind of that eerie feeling and, and that. Yeah. So the Gilly woman, the man, you. <laughs> they both, they both exchange looks and they say, and they just like, you, you get no visible sense of recognition from them and the guy just says dark ships on the night what fool would try to sail without the sunlight it is hard enough with the mists perhaps you were dreaming ranger and she'll just sort of shrug and just say huh perhaps so and go back inside okay Gilly or Erebon, you doing anything in this time? 
I definitely perked up when he was talking about elves, but I didn't mm. want to engage in the conversation, so I'm going to stay on the far side of the hut. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, Gilly, do you want to do anything? Maybe um, one last question yeah, about ahead. their fortune teller, or whatever they call her. Call this uh, the old crone. What was her last prophecy? Hmm. What was her last prophecy indeed? That the ice would not melt for winter until very, very late. She was right. And she said that three ships would break upon the shores and we would not know from where they came. And though they did, all three, one day and then the next and then a third. So the ships have arrived, as she foretold? Yeah, the pieces they were the... of them. Yes. Oh. How how long ago? A fortnight. No. Let me remember how long ago winter was. It takes a moment. <laughs> About a month or so, a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I it's hard keep, for him to count. Yeah, I know. I can keep this when you leave. Yes, dwarf. It would help fell trees. No, but I could show you the craft one. Could you now? Of course. We have... Not the smith for this. Perhaps I keep this one, and you go home and make yourself another. Oh, I need this for my journeys. Do you? You know it is custom for you to bring gifts when you visit our village. Yes, but this will only last your day. I can teach you how to make it. It lasts you a lifetime. Hmm. We have similar phrase, but for fishing. Oh, I've heard that one. We've sort of adopted it. <laughs> So you would know that they probably don't have uh, the equipment necessarily mm. for like high quality dwarven smithing. <laughs> yeah. They have ore lying around. <laughs> they don't have a ton of. You don't really see a ton of metal around here. Like they, there's some, but like you don't see like they're using stone weapons and you know wooden bows and stuff like that. So, okay. Anyone else want to do anything or say anything to these two? Um. Do we want to ask about Mudan's little sister? as well um so the little the younger fella mudan uh the one who he got the punch in on arenial i'm very sorry for that like is the oh, it's okay he we understand like uh, when you're upset and and you know we we get it um poor ranger cannot take punch from little boy <laughs> you are not as tough as they say He's and and like, <laughs> Gilly's just like, punk. whatever. Um, when, how long ago did she go missing? Uh, like, she kind of looks over at Suko and he just shrugs. He doesn't really care. He's like hacking away at this crate now at this point. It's like using the axe. Um, it's like, it matters not to tell them what they want to know. They will either be dead or gone by morning. Uh, and then the woman says, um, 
Um, she left last we saw her was winter. When when those sh- those ships arrived? No. Uh, uh, she left before then. Did she say anything before she left? I just, I feel so bad. I, I am not supposed to talk about this. It's... It is not my place. I am very sorry. I can fetch you more food and bread if you like, but I cannot... No. Okay, I don't mean to put you in a, a bad situation. She just sort of like looks around, not really. Yeah. If only we could help, though. And and Gilly will just kind of go and sit down inside. Okay. Uh, so a little plant that seed. Yeah, sure. So some time will obviously pass at this point, and it's probably like a good three hours before like anyone comes back, and you can see that uh, it's Reinald and. Uh, and Demelza was the woman's name, like with the braid, the two that spoke. Uh, in the time, you get the names for the guards who are watching you. Suko is the guy who's like swinging the axe, and Errol is the woman who's kind of soft-spoken. And um, and it's the woman with the braid who speaks up, and she says, My father will see you now, but I should warn you his... Mind plays strange tricks on him. I should caution you, he takes the word of Collis very seriously. Do not dismiss our ways, no matter how much you might not believe them. He is, was a very proud man. Do not underestimate him, despite what he appears like now. Gilly just like nods. We will be nothing but respectful. And so they. I let out a huff. <laughs> okay, so they escort you uh, out through the village again, like out into the middle, and you can just see like there's folks around. And as you're looking, like, people seem to have kind of gone back to work a bit, but every now and then people are peering up from whatever it is they're doing. There's all sorts of trades that are happening here. You see boats are stacked up. Looks like they kind of hide them here in the village. They carry them down to the water when they want to go out. And you can see people are, like, have these big old wooden tables cutting up fish. You see people who are kind of doing the same with, you know, various animals of the, of the woods nearby. And, um, and eventually you're kind of led through this, this sort of thicket village to a, a larger hut, but not demonstrably so. Um, you can see that it has kind of like a, a raised, like sort of a raised on a small hill, it's almost as if it's like some semblance of, of sort of authority. Um, there are like two torches out in front that are burning, and there's a couple people that are standing guard out there. They have their stone spears and whatnot, and they don't even really look at you too much. They kind of just eye you and they give a nod to the others. And you're led inside by Reinald, by Demelza. You go inside, and you can see that it's like a, it's extraordinarily hot in here, like just burning hot. As you look around, there's different, different types of, uh, of kind of like animal skin rugs and stuff on the ground. It's got this 
it's got like this, these long wooden planks as floors over top of which the the rugs have been laid and there's like a fairly large uh, brazier in the middle um that's just sort of beaming up this sort of intense heat like this square thing and at the very far end of that you can see that there's a man who has all sorts of all sorts of layers of like these animal skin rugs and coats and things covered over top of him. His beard is like wiry and bushy. You can see that he's like just bleeding or not bleeding. Uh, he's just like sweating beads. Um, but you can tell that he's just sort of leaning over and, and, and pulling fairly tight. He's got what looks to be some kind of woven braid around his forehead as well. Um, you know, some semblance of authority. Uh, you would peg him probably in his, you know, maybe fifties or so. Kind of a very his his face looks looks fairly, you know, weathered and such. Um, but as you walk in, the woman, Demelza, steps forward. She says, "Father, my chieftain Morven, we bring you the outsiders." And he turn, she turns to you. Speak your names. I am Floyd. Who is your father, by the way? Dwarves usually do like Floyd, son of. Do we have? Do we know who Floyd's father's name is? Floyd, son of. Well, I don't know. Some son guy. Floyd. Uh... <laughs> Floyd. I haven't come up with the father. <laughs> I want so to make a horrible like, joke about your mom right now, but I don't oh, know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Knowing your mom, it could have been anybody. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, okay. And so you all just kind of go around. Does anyone do any specific flourish or anything with your names? Uh, Gilly just says, I'm Gilly Kettlegrass of Bree. She's very proud to be a Bree Hoppet. You just hear like this heavy snort from the other side of the fire. <laughs> Out of men who wallow in mud and filth and call it a city. Hmm. That is not something to be proud of. And he right spits over. on the ground. He's just like so very huge, proud. like Okay. Anyone else uh, do any sort of specific title or flourish? I would say um Arineal, child of Duanor and Moriel. Oh, grudgingly okay. Erebon, and that's it. Okay. All right. So, he says, What brings you to my village of Escudel? You are not welcome here. Only knows that we invite within. We have not invited you. Speak now. Quickly, for the cold shall get me. Um. We had heard rumors that there were uh, folk that were crossing the lake when frozen, and this area might be in some danger. Uh, you come to help us, you think we are enfeebled, Ranger, that we cannot protect our people. Is that what you think of us? Weak. Simpletons, incapable. He's got this like his face crooked anger as he screams down at you over the fire. Uh, we we make no judgments about your people. We have been learning of uh, 
many, many dangers awakening throughout these lands. We are hmm. doing the best we can to support anyone, no matter who they are, if it is needed. In fact, we thought you were very capable and we came to see if we could learn anything from, from you guys. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into council rules, I think. I think we're at that phase. <laughs> as as I'm, I'm hearing sweet talking now from Gilly, like just totally <laughs> sweet talking him. All right, so Aramon let's do is biting his tongue so hard right now. <laughs> I know. I figured he would be. Uh, okay, so let's do a council. Um, as you're meeting this guy, you've you've introduced yourselves. Um, so far, everyone has basically chimed in. Erebon's being kind of kind of quiet. So, like, I would say one of the other three are probably going to do like that initial initi- like that sort of you know first first uh, first role. But let's let's sort of figure out like you're brought before this guy. Like, what are your, what are you hoping to get out of, out of this, this meeting? Our lives. Okay. (laughs) Anything else on top of that? Be killed. Anything Um, else on top of that? Originally, we came here because we were looking for information about the people who are crossing the lake to the, um. Okay. The thing. Okay. I don't, I don't know if (laughs) if we would. If, I'm trying to read through my notes. Um, uh, the ruins of Anuminus, the yes. former capital of the kingdom of Arnor before it was moved yeah. to Arnos. That's fine. It's just one of the most important <laughs> landscape places. Near. Just wanted to drop some more names. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the last time I tried to pronounce it, it was pitiful. So, you know, this is for the best that Jeff says it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, basically, like, just tell me what it is you would like to get out of a meeting with the leader of this. I group. think our main goal is to just remove hostility. Okay. All right. So, and and would you, so your main goal is just to remove hostility. Do you want to also try to get information out of him, like, like Gilly was just saying, or is it really just about I, removing hostility right now? I think we would like to get information okay. from them. I mean, we, that's, I think, why we travel to here. I mean, obviously, yes, we sure. want to have them not kill us but secondary okay. to that okay all right i figure we'll probably put that just as like a mill ground like the idea it's just bold request it's not necessarily anything outrageous you're not necessarily asking for them for anything from them other than just some basic information no big deal um but also they are very wary of outsiders so then um so we got our resistance uh i don't Want to? I don't really think there's. Yeah, um, who wants to do the introduction? So we've heard Gilly kind of sweet talk him. We've heard Arinial, kind of also uh, also sort of sweet talking. Like in the like the both of you kind of were trying to do a little little bit of flattery. So, and Floy, you just introduced yourself. Uh, you just said Floy. Uh, so you know persuasion. Um, who wants to do the introduction role here? Gilly, do you want to do that? Courtesy okay. is usually good. Riddle is good. Awe is good. Those three are usually the most common. Like awe, if you're looking to impress somebody quickly without revealing too much about yourself. Courtesy, if you're looking for support, especially from friends. Riddle is to try to extract information without revealing, revealing too much information. So those are usually the th- three most useful, but that's not the only one that you can use, but those would either any of those three would probably be useful. Um, I could I could do a courtesy roll. Okay. 
And we have some d6s if you would like. Yep. Um, you have a minus uh, a minus two on this. Why? <laughs> <laughs> there are reasons. Reasons. Ah, okay. Um, there's there's two very like the. It's going to be basically minus two for a lot of these rolls. For me. No, for everyone. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought it council. was specifically me. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? Well, <laughs> actually, you know what? Just take a minus one, actually. Just take a minus one. I'm all for this, but I don't yeah. think I even have two in a single like social <laughs> interaction. You don't. <laughs> Um, okay, so I feel like I feel like Steven just built himself as Erebon. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't role play. I don't role play. <laughs> he just He's very literal. <laughs> very, I'm just an asshole. Just play myself. Um, um yeah, so every roll every roll will have minus one. Uh Arrhenial, your rolls will possibly have minus two. You can tell they don't they don't really like Rangers too much. That's one of the sure, reasons sure. for the penalty. And then there's another the reason. Face. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, um, so if I would like a, a dice mall, and then I'm gonna spell, uh, spend a hope to tap into being true hearted. And I'm gonna rip it. Okay. Oh, that's a one, too. Extraordinary success. <laughs> Even with the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hammer, um, we do bonus die. For bits, I think it's 100 bits for a bonus yep. die, and so we make mm -hmm. a pool, and it's basically adding a d. Like they can choose to grab a, an audience die and throw it in for the for the rolls for an extra dice. Yeah, yeah, so an extra die. All right, so that's extraordinary success. Okay, so it's pass. It's equal to the resistance plus one for each uh, success icon. How many success icons do you have? Was that uh, extra three I have two. or two? Okay, so then the time limit for this is going to be eight. So basically, you have eight rounds to get six success, six successes on your on your council here, and all of your rolls will be penalized by minus one, and some of them might be penalized by minus two, depending upon what it is you say. Uh, okay, so time limit is eight. So, so Gilly, you kind of, what is it you say, like as a, as sort of a, a, a courtesy? I like, like to you, think you, like my opening council roll was kind of like when no, we came to you for information because. We heard that you were capable, and and you know this area better than anyone. We know this area because it is ours. We protect it. We range atop it. We fish it. We hunt it. Hmm. And we would prefer if you would not hear on it, you, Gilly of Bree. Uh, okay. So that is a sort of introduction. So remember now, we're just kind of going essentially a skill challenge at this point. So like you guys tell me what it is you're doing. So you can roll what you want to roll, say what you want to say. And we, we sort of see how it goes. So Arrhenial might follow up to that, just sort of a bit of our credentials, so to speak. So I'm thinking kind of in like the awe direction. Okay. Um, Do you know who we are? <laughs> we have a song. Okay. Do you know who we are? We have okay. a song. Oh, Hammer, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Um, um, okay. So, and, and not necessarily like trying to be a jerk about it, but just kind of saying like the circumstances require folks to take measure. And here's what we were just doing, you know, before winter came. 
So what kind of details are you telling him? You don't have to uh, say it all out. You just sort of just give me a um, list. Basically an overview all. of, you know, like our trip to the Mount campaign Rome summaries. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just just be careful here with some of this because because Gilly, Gilly did this too. Like the places yeah. you're referring to, like Mount Grom, and like this is an extraordinarily isolated village that doesn't really go anywhere, right? Like, so, so, so less, like you're referencing places that means like, nothing to them. Yeah. So less about sort of where we've been, but like what we've been doing. Like these are the like these are the dangers that have okay. been encroaching upon the area, and here's how we've been you know successfully fighting them off. And okay. don't forget, we have visual aids with Gilly's notebooks. You know, we can do a whole PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> Ye old PowerPoint. Look here. <laughs> they, t- they took it. They're using it for toilet paper somewhere. I don't know. Ereneo, uh, go ahead and roll your roll your awe test. Okay. Uh, and I will go ahead. Thought and take... countless orcs and aggressive hill folk from Rudawa, low lands to the north. Uh, automatic success. <laughs> Thank oh, wow. goodness, because it was yeah, a three. <laughs> okay. So one. It's one. Okay. All right. So you list all of, you list your resume, all the things you've done recently. Go through your full curriculum vita, uh, and you are very boastful, Ranger. As all I, I always was doing Suko's voice. What was his voice again? Gilly of Bree. You are very boastful, Ranger. More boastful than most. My. I don't know why I can't I can't do I can't do accents tonight. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just I'm out of sorts. I've been out of sorts all week. I've been coughing like crazy. I just can't do anything. So let's see. What does he say? We still he like said, you, Jeff. It's okay. Thank you, Stephen. I'm having a I'm having a rough night. Um, so he says, "You are very boastful." Nope, that's not it either. That's a southern one. Y'all very boastful. <laughs> nope, that's not it either. Let's go with that. Let's roll with it. <laughs> no. Nope. I was trying to do like, like Swedish, more, yeah, like Swedish, Finnish, like North. That that was what. It, but he's also old, so it's very difficult to do both at the same time. You are very boastful. Yeah, that's fine. You are very boastful, Ranger. More boastful than Rangers who have passed here before. Do you wish to have credit for your deeds? Or is not the accomplishment enough of a reward? You come here, speak to me of everything you have done. None of which you have done has helped my people's bellies go full, helped my people's children grow safely. We do that here, and we will continue to do that for as long as I take breath. If you have dangers elsewhere that you want to tackle, then do so and be gone from our lands. Who's next? I'll go next just to get it out of the way. That a boy. Yeah. Take uh, the medicine. <laughs> I'm going to riddle, which I okay. have uh, no favored and uh, zero dice in. Okay. Uh, we've got seven. So if you want to grab a couple, you can feel free. Uh, I'll think about it for a second. Uh, Aramon I never forget you could take multiple ones and roll with the uh, roll with favor. Do I want to actually pass the roll? I, I'm. I know you. That's all want generally to, how this works. We do <laughs> would like to pass this. Yes. Uh, Aramon, through clenched teeth, will say, "We have told you we are here to oppose evil. The question is, why would you oppose us?" 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take two bonus dice to cancel out. We're, we're at minus one to start with. Yes, everyone's at minus yeah. one. Okay, so I'll be at one die now. Okay. Mm. You could have done more. Wasted the two bonus dice, sorry. <laughs> so he looks over to you and he says, If you were home and strangers intruded through your front door armed with weaponry, with instruments of war, would you not take precaution? I have heard of the incident on the road where a young boy punched this one. Did we not pull him off you? We have not treated you harshly. We ask that you not bring your weapons into our village where our children play. We ask that you remain comfortable. We have fed you within our huts. And now we bring you here for conversation. Tell me, what have we done that is so wrong? Who's next? That would be me. <laughs> Which I hate it when I make the argument make sense on their part. It's like, oh shit, you know, when you put it that way. Well, I remember being jabbed with a spear, all right? That's, that you wasn't were, cool. You were poked. You weren't stabbed. <laughs> I said jabbed. You know, that's like in between poke and stab. I'll tell you what. You all go into your neighbor's house right now, brandishing <laughs> swords and spears, and you see how they react. I didn't uh, go in a hut with the spear, okay? I was right <laughs> close outside. Enough. Close enough. You burst it through their thicket wall. Go ahead, Floyd. It's just like the weird LARP kids walking down the street. That's all we were doing. Except with yeah, we- real weapons. <laughs> They're not, it's not like plastic with like tinfoil wrapped around it. Well, it's not like there was a drop box outside the thicket either, like saying, leave all your weapons here. All right, Maybe if the town is well hidden, it means we do not want to be found. Floyd. I think I'll say? just go with the riddle as well. Uh, okay. I'll just follow up upon the prophecy and how Doom was being brought in. Be like, if we have brought Doom, then be willing to rid of rid of it or somehow learn more about it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, roll. You're trying to coax out information from him. Yeah. Okay. Do you have some do you have a penalty? Uh yeah, minus one. Minus one die. Yeah. I mean they it yeah. took them days to find it, Australis. Like days. Uh, I'll take Got an f- elf and a ranger, and it took them days to find a, a town that was like a hundred feet from the shore. So pretty well hidden. How many I'll take a bonus to make it neutral? That's okay. Good. One success. Hmm. You see, like a, a kind of this big grin, and like you can see, most of his teeth are kind of missing or crooked in some fashion, and they're barely peeking out from behind this this horrible beard. Doom has swam in the dark depths of the waters of Nenuil for generations. 
since long before the age of you and dwarves and men. And you think you will come here and do away with it? I thought the ranger boastful. <laughs> and he just starts like rearing back in laughter. When he does, you see like the like the skins kind of part a bit, and you you can tell he's doesn't really have any clothes on underneath, but he's like bone thin. So he just sort of rears back. You can see this like kind of old man bird chest, the bones peeking through as he's extraordinarily skinny. And then as he gets done with the laugh, he just kind of starts coughing and cuts the laughter short. And then he pulls it back. <laughs> okay, that's a success. You guys are down to four uh, left in the resistance and five turns left on the time limit. And I think everyone's um, gone. No, uh, Gilly hasn't gone. Gilly did the introduction roll. That's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Hmm. Um. I would like to do a healing roll by offering him tea. I, you don't have mean? any tea, though. Or. <laughs> Got weed. That's true. Yeah, I got, got weed. Me. You smoke? <laughs> hey, you smoke, bro? Um, um Let's see. Yeah. Never mind. Um None of you picked heated blanket for your your oh, God damn it. I should have picked a heated blanket. I was going blanket. to, but then I knew that you would pull like, well, where's the nearest outlet? You know. That's like, exactly what I was about to say. I was gonna be like <laughs> I was said, Oh, that's a shame. Now it's just a really uncomfortable blanket. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do I do? If anyone else has an idea, you're welcome to hop in. Yeah, you don't have to do it in specific order. Oh, that's not the right music. <laughs> There's um, not birds in here that are chirping. Uh, Arabon could right sing there. a song. Could you now? I'll, I'll wait for what Arenial's got going for her, but. Uh, that that's what I can offer to the group right now. So I guess my question is, because I also have healing, I've got three in healing. Um, do we have to have something to go with the healing or given the fact that we saw that he has some type of symptoms, like could we do a healing? Just so sort of like I mean, healing? I don't know like, if don't he'd know let us. Is yeah, the that's yeah. The, yeah. I mean, like this, the council is the whole idea about the council is like earning trust and whatnot. So like if you're going and trying to to lend some kind of medical aid to him, like that's the type of thing that probably first requires trust. So sure. Yeah. I'm not okay. sure that would. That's why I was like, maybe we could offer a gift. But then I was like, we don't got any shit for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, su I, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose, hang on the Laurel for a sec. I suppose we could make an argument that maybe like if you roll a heal test, like you might be able to identify like what's wrong with him and you can lend a, you know, just verbally try to diagnose him from a distance, you know, I think you can try that if you want to or but without being able to get close to him and really, you know, mm. like I, I do think I would probably give a disadvantage for that. So I would probably say minus two to your heal, um, but you could do it if you wanted. Okay. Uh, Gilly, I don't want to step if you were, going to do that no um, i can do this next it's fine okay all right then i will so i've got three in it and so then i will take one from our pool which puts us at three um so that i'm not losing anything on the roll okay 
Okay. no, by one. By one. So close. So as you try to like, you know, say a few things about like, you know, what's befallen him, treatments he could undertake, that kind of thing. He just sort of recoils. We have a healing woman. Corliss has kept me well all my life. I will not, will not listen to the word of a stranger who just wandered into my home over that of a woman I have known all my life. Okay, so you are down to four on the time limit with four resistance left. And if you don't get it, then we turn to the execution scene. Oh, dear. Uh, Gilly, what were you thinking of doing? Uh, I was thinking of doing like, like a, like a lore roll. Like maybe, uh, I read in a book somewhere when I was with Oswald about like, maybe some great battle that his people have taken part in. No, no. I mean like that, like what you're specific, I'm not, I'm not saying no to the lore roll, but I'm saying no, I, I don't th- they're such a they're so reclusive there's there's nothing Oswald would probably have on them other than the fact that they might exist uh, and like whatever the rangers mm. that have en- okay. engaged with them so like so uh but if I mean if you want to like mine lore for something else I'm I'm open to that but I don't know if that specific piece of information would would work out here what else could we mine lore for do you guys have any ideas Maybe I mean, something about the importance of just the general geographical area. You got the hills, you got the lake, okay. you got Inuminus. Like there's, you know, you could potentially, you know, dive into that if you wanted. Well, because we were coming in for information on Inuminus. So maybe that's what um, Gilly will dive in about. Like, we just heard about people crossing the lakes while it was frozen to Inuminus. We just... If you could answer us anything you know about that, we'll get out of your hair. And he will say, Anuminas, pronounce it correctly or get the hair out of my face. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Yay, nay. So I think the lore, so like if you're using lore, to me, lore is about, it's, it's not, lore is not a like skill, like a social interaction skill. It is a, I have this piece of information. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. And through that dropping of knowledge, like it's going to somehow impress you or intrigue you or something like that. So, um, well, Gilly did get some knowledge about, um, Anaminas when she was studying. Mm-hmm. So maybe she can drop some of that on him. Okay. I mean, like, I, I really do think it's just the guy. It's like another way of doing awe, but like with but information. But like nerd awe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's less about getting info from him and more about you dropping info. It's like I did my research before I came here. Yeah. Like here, let out. me lore dump on your We're face. not just some random people here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got a C plus in Anubinus History 101. <laughs> C minus. Okay. C plus, you know, almost a B. All right, uh, go ahead and roll. But it's still the same thing. You're still getting the minus one. Again, my, that minus one okay. is going to happen to every single roll. Yeah. Um, I'll take one, Mel. Okay. Two left. 
Yeah. Okay. Great success. Uh, okay. So maybe you drop some knowledge about like the Twilight ships, like the story of that or something like that. And the idea is to get what? One extra success. So mm. it's going to reduce it. So it's three. Two down, two to go. No, it's two down, three to go. Yep. Oh, damn. I thought it was four to go last time. Well, it was. She just did her, the fourth. Yeah, I was the fourth. That was the that was four to go. But she got two. She got she got a success, and then she got a great success. So she reduced yeah. the resistance down to two. So the resistance yeah, is at two. Time, yeah, yeah, resistance is at two. Time limit is at three. So, so as you like mentioned, like this sort of story about like the Twilight ships, um, that sometimes can be seen like you know if you if you're high enough at one port, you know, in the sort of you know. The, the various like stories and folklore like you see mm-hmm. like his his eyebrow kind of cocks in, like a kind of a Spock sort of way and then he gets kind of fairly forlorn and he says I would have liked to have seen them before my time ends alas this sickness limits me so be it and then he just kind of gets really a sort of forlorn like looks stares off into the fire but no i mean like you 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 certainly intrigued him at the mention of it um okay next up uh i think i'd like to try to persuade um and i will use both of those bonus dice to do so all right. Uh, which Hail gives Mary me one die. die again. Uh, oh, man. I, I would say... You got anything your hope applies to? That you could, oh, you I guess could dip I could into? Use I'm not going to use those still, bonus dice. This is the last time more. There's three get those two bonus dice back. Three total turns left. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say... Would not even your own people consider it foolish to travel these woods unarmed? We have brought no violence unto you or your people, despite the provocation that your young tribesmen has brought to us. And I will uh, use my elven skill to spend a hope for a magical success on this. Oh my. Wait, then why are you? Why did you take? Oh, because I, I said to not use the bonus dice on this. Okay, one. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I forgot you had that. Yeah, I don't like using it. I, I like hoarding hope because I <laughs> I know that yeah. I'm not hopeful. So I would. I mean, I, I I mean, you tell me if this is this is because I think the magical successes have to sort of like sort of manifest that, in a way that seems slightly something out of the ordinary like so is it something about the way your voice kind of unfurls and sort of this almost mesmeratic uh, kind of way or is there something else you're thinking maybe partly that but also my demeanor would have softened after his rebuttal to my last argument i, mm. I could understand his point of view a little bit more and i it would allow me to bridge that gap and allow some concession uh, acting a bit more contrite okay he, he's still kind of looking down to the fire. He's got this very sort of sad look on his face. 
I've heard that elves carry wisdom in what you speak. Erebon is wise. You have shown no aggression here. That is true. He just like looks up at this point and the fire is kind of flickering around his face. Shadows like like deepening underneath his eyes. They just sort of seem to retreat and sink back. You have shown no aggression. And you will be met with none. And he will lean over. Daughter, fetch Mudan. He owes our guest an apology. She kind of bows her, like, braid sweeps down, and you see she sort of leaves the tent, or the tent, the hut at this point, leaving just like Reinald is in the back. Because he, he's been standing, the two of them have been standing behind you the whole time, very, very quietly. Um, and so he's still back there. And so, yeah, she just, she, she runs out. Um, resistance of one, time limit of two. You have two tries to get one success. Uh, yeah, I'll connect with Amir. Like, from a warrior to another warrior, we don't come out here without purpose. There's something to be found, but that's why we're out here. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you a plus one. I like tapping into that. That makes sense. Like that'll, that. that'll cut out the, the penalty, and so you can just roll it flat. Got two left if you want either of them, or both. Well, that should be fun here. All roll. <laughs> should be fine. No problem. It's in the bag. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Classic log. Classic what? log. Overconfident. Uh, Overconfident. And he says, The elf speaks of peace and a lack of aggression. The dwarf follows with talk of war. It seems your fellowship is broken. And it seems as though you do not have one voice. Last try. Or else we go to the execution scene. Um. It was a great idea, Long. <laughs> it's a shame you're just too confident. <laughs> Classic long. Just Re like when, that, like what the? Just like oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm nocturne. I'm like way ahead of everybody. I'm gonna ult into these four people. It's gonna be fine. And then, <laughs> have we all gone twice now? Uh, let's see, Don't. Gilly. You've only gone once, I think. Gilly, you did the lore. You did the introduction role, which is different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, and um, so Gilly hasn't gone. We don't have to. It doesn't have to be even. As long as everyone contributes at least once, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I mean, I could do another courtesy roll or maybe like uh, a riddle or insight. What's a favorite for you? Insight and courtesy. Yeah, I would definitely do something that's favored. Technically, I could spend another hope just to cinch it, but I really don't want to, but I will. I, you mean, guys I feel like if you're not hopeful, then you should like spend hope as soon as you have it to really not be hopeful. <laughs> no, we don't. Your character want them to be sheet miserable. should match. How I remember when you used to get on this. on long for not spending his hope, and now that shifted over to Stephen. <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. like. <laughs> 
right. I feel like you were That's successful. Cool. So if you want to keep at it, like you had the momentum going in the right direction. So So here's 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 where we're at. You have you have gotten to the point now where it it seems like you're not you're not physically threatened. Like they like there's you don't get the sense that should you fail this council, you will be allowed to leave with your lives, no problem. You have your items back, etc. But you will have not made friends and you will have not gained the information you're looking for, which means you will have to acquire it a different way and a harder way, probably. So that's what's at stake here is basically that second part. Okay. So Jeff, you're talking me out of doing that then. Could I'm I just, I'm just letting you know what's at stake. Could I do a courtesy role in the sense of like, um, we appreciate you asking Mudan to come in and apologize, but there's there's no point he's hurting already. There's no point to to push this further. Uh you know, you're uh, blah, blah, blah. You guys have been hospital enough. Like we don't need to further step on, or more than enough. Like we don't need to step on his toes, kind of thing. Okay, sure. No, that's fine. Uh, you're trying to basically be humble. It sounds like you're trying. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's like no, no, it's all cool. Uh, like, sure. Yeah. No, no extra bonus for this. Uh, but you do. You still still have the minus one. Want the two? Uh, I'll take one. And I will spend another hope. Okay. Leaving one on the table. There we go. I see Gandalf. I saw Gandalf in there. You have shown great courtesy, little... Hobbit. Hobbit. Guilty of... And he still kind of makes a face. Bree. But no... He struck someone in our custody. There are consequences to that. The least of which he owes you is his apology. And at that point, the hut opens up and you can see Demelza and Mudan comes in. He's like got this scowl on his face and he kind of gets browbeat a bit by the old man and who kind of like launches into this lesson like like you know we are we might be isolated outsiders might think us small outsiders might think us weak but we in my village will be courteous to those who show no aggression and so eventually he Mudan, the kid, comes over, and you can see he walks up to Arineal, and he kind of, like, bows his head, and his eyes kind of look down, and he says, I am sorry for striking you. I thought you might be responsible for my sister. She has not returned. Some say she'll never return. But I know it was not you. I am sorry. He kind of nods and he looks back to the old man and the old man kind of gives him like that was good enough. And Udon kind of like steps back and now he's like kind of behind the other two who are still behind you. And at that point, I accept your apology. And perhaps if we find accord, 
between our company and yours, you may even find willingness for assistance from us. His eyes kind of get a little wide at that point. He looks over towards, you know, the old man who sort of cocks his head to the side, looks at you, Orinio, as if he's sort of sizing you up at this point. He's got that same sort of Spock brow going on. And then the the kid looks over towards the other two, like Reynald, impassive, can't tell, looks at Demelza, and you can tell like a, a, smiley, a small little like crook of a smile at the side, and she like kind of nods her head. And then he just says, thank you, I would appreciate that. And he just retreats back and like kind of backing out, back out, and then leaves the hut. And then at that point, the old man, shit, shit. And he kind of offers like the brazier is this kind of stone encased, like rectangular. It's very long and like logs are kind of being thrown at every now and then. Um, but he offers you like, there's no where to, there's no like seats, but there's like rugs all around it and stuff. And he's sort of motioning for you. And he's like, fetch us something to drink, daughter. And you see Melza just kind of runs and catches something. And Rinald is just sort of still standing there kind of moving off and then eventually comes and sits down as well. Demelza comes back, starts feeling out, kind of like doling out drinks and things. Then she takes a seat next to her father. And um, the old man like looks at you all and he says, we know of the folk of which you speak. Strange they are. They visited us first. Outsiders followed us to our woods and our hills. They dressed strangely, marks on their faces. They spoke of treasures. They spoke of artifacts in the ruins. We have heard these stories from many a treasure hunter. Look around. Do you think shiny bubbles in silver, in gold, are that which drives us? And you look around and, like, nothing like that in here. Very, you know, like, very low-key stuff in here. Wood, stone, furs. Wood, stone, furs. Like, as far as the eye can see. No. They wanted us to take them to the ruins. We said no. They pressed. We said no. And eventually, we said no more fiercely than we said it to you. And then... They left. I have heard that not everyone in here within the village of Eskadale agrees with that decision. The young boy who struck you, Ranger, his parents perished years ago. Their boats crashed on the rocks within the lake. 
Only he and his sister Rimdol remain. Young, brash they are. Rimdol wanted to leave this place, wanted to journey to Bree. It looks over at Gilly, almost like accusatorily, like it's your fault for a second. But you can tell, like, it's half-hearted. Mm-hmm. My daughter, he kind of looks over towards Demelza, believes Rimdol secretly tried to take them there. Foolishly, just before the ice hardened, the most dangerous time of a year to go and explore a very large lake. She has not returned. We have not seen these hill folk return. We have seen boats wash up on the shores. They may have been Rimdolls. They may have been the rangers who live upon the Shadow Islets. I know not. This is the information we have. What questions have you? For us. Renew will we'll turn to Gilly and just ask, maybe show him the, the drawings of the face and see if it's the same. Oh, he, he said facial tattoos, so I'm pretty positive it was the hill folk. But if you could confirm, and she'll flip through her books, were the tattoos similar to Why this? Why are there so many new dwarves drawn in your book? <laughs> Wrong part of my book! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, I think that's you. They all look like boy. <laughs> he points over the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's also you. <laughs> um, but eventually, no, he's Gilly like... Gilly had a crush, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, these are the same. Okay, so uh, was there a woman amongst them with fiery red hair? Mm, and they all kind of exchange, and you know, Reindal or Reynal, excuse me, and Demelza and and, and Morven, uh, they all kind of exchange. No, there was no woman of that okay. description. Did they offer you any names? What do you mean? Uh, did they tell you their names? No. Well, oh. yes, they did, of course, but I do not remember them. Okay. Uh, he kind of looks over, you know, towards the the other two, and you know they rattle off a, uh, a couple names like Uwa, and like there was one that they mention, and like, but they're they're kind of like looking at each other, like they're trying to remember. Like, it was a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a Uwa Uwa. Um. But like none, none of the names they ring off, they rattle off or familiar to you. Yeah. Uh, the main question I think that we had was already answered when he said he didn't see any boats coming back. Um, but they could have landed elsewhere. It is a very 
Very large lake. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Is. Would it. Uh. I don't want to overstep like our, our graces. Would asking to see if anybody could take us to the ruined boats be overstepping, do you think? What do you think? Um, would it be uh, too much to ask if uh, we could be escorted to those ruined boats to see if Mudan could recognize if they were his sisters? Or did you guys already confirm that it was not? There was nothing in the boats that he saw was familiar. But if you want to see the wreckage, we can show you. We have taken it back to the village and are repurposing the materials. Okay. Repurposing is a great use of materials instead of letting it lay waste. We live one with the earth. We take that which we need and nothing more. Irenia will ask, when they departed, did any of yours track or follow them to see where they might have traveled after leaving here? He kind of sort of furrows the brow a bit. And he just says, the waters are dangerous. The mist even more. The further away from the northern shores we travel, the greater the risk. Legend says that below the waters, a creature older than the world itself swims. The doom of Neunial, they call it. We usually remain close to our shores where the fish are plentiful where the mists are navigatable. But Rimno journeyed to the center, perhaps, or all the way across to where the ruins poke out from below the water. No, little one, we did not follow her. Most did not even know she left. What do you know of my people who passed through this area recently? You see kind of exchanges a glance with the others as though he didn't realize this is something someone told you. And you can tell just from the surprise expressions around uh, the brazier that they didn't um, they didn't know that you knew that. Um, Technically, that was, no one did tell me. 
you guys would have heard. You guys were close enough. The hut wasn't very big, and there was a... Yeah, you would have heard it. Um, hmm. It seems... Someone has spoken out of turn. Who told you this? Asuko, uh, that's his name, I think. And you can you can see like Demelza, uh, the 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 daughter who's like kind of sitting right next to it. Like you can tell she's like the heir, you know, so to speak. Her eyes just roll about as much as they can roll. I was trying to think of a way not to snitch, and then Floyd <laughs> just comes out with it. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly guy, you know? More friends though. He is friendly, sure. He has these smarts. Of an old wooden tree, long left out in the rain, dense and filled with nothing. What do I know of your people? I know that they have hidden their boat within a veiled cove to the northeast. They think they are clever. They think that they are the only folk who are capable of moving through forests without being seen. Six of your number came upon one of the great gray boats from the south, and here they parked, and to the north they traveled. They did not aim to speak with us, and I do not know if they are aware of Eskadale. If you like, we can show you their vessel. We have, of course, left it without harming any of their boat. Rest assured. I would very much like to see it, yes. Thank you. He just sort of like nods, <clears throat> clears his throat. Does he have a pipe? No, he doesn't. You don't see any of them smoking, actually. Okay. Not your kind of crowd. Mm. No, I was trying no. to gonna give him some tobacco. You see, him, you see him just do like one moment. Can I do a bump? <laughs> Ooh. They do hard stuff. Zester tails, man. Wow. <laughs> it's He's it's in the somehow. lore, guys. It's in the lore. Have you read the similar? <laughs> you have. None of you have read it, so I don't want to hear. No. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. I read the wiki. <laughs> okay. What else do you want to ask? Um, so we covered, so we asked them to show us the boat, boats, the elven boat, and then the other ones that crashed upon the shore, but those have been brought up into town. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have any other ideas? Maybe we could, uh, I don't know. I feel like we followed up on any little tidbits of information that we overheard or were told. We could see if they know of a path that we could take to trace um, Rimdahl's like trail eventually when we head that way to see if we could find her or uh, if there's anyone who could assist us in making a boat. Because I, I know Floy and I have craft. Um, yeah, I think maybe asking for assistance because I think he said that they didn't like follow her all the way. So I think we may have gotten 
yeah, they did. They did everything we could about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, asking for assistance could be. Yeah, like I'm curious about One Piece, but I think it's going to be more of like I'm picking a fight, so I don't think I'm. You're welcome to ask whatever you like. Like you, you guys successfully completed the council, so you can get information from. Yeah. I'm just sort of wondering how um, Mardon came to think that a ranger was responsible for his sister's death. If like the adults think that she went off with the hill folk, like how did how did the explanation come to be that a ranger befell her? We have not told everyone about what Rhymno did. She went against the will. Of us, of our people. We decreed that no one will aid the hill folk, and she chose to disregard my word. We wanted to spare him that embarrassment. Not everyone here is aware of what she has done. It was Reynold who saw her leave. And he just looks over and he just nods. And, um, and we made sure, we made sure not to make Mordan feel as though his sister had shamed him. As for the rangers, many months ago, a few dozen of your people came from the lone lands to the north and aimed to settle on the shrouded islets. We warned them that these islets, while remote, the waters are not as safe as they might believe. They did not listen. We bid them well, and they journeyed across the water to the islets. Rangers often visit our village. Some are greeted with friendship. Others Suspicion. Likely this is Mudan's prejudice that has driven his suspicion of you. Think nothing more of it. You have demonstrated your character here. Do you have evidence of the demise of the rangers that went to the isles? We know not where the boats that crashed upon our shore originated. Reynold said that Rimdol brought just one long boat, enough to fit all the hill folk. But we found bowed spirits from more than one boat. It is possible that one of these or more 
comes from the rangers who attempted to settle the islets. Mm. We have not seen them since winter broke. I see. Iridium will look to the others to see if there are other questions. Um, if we did perhaps attempt to cross to see if we could locate Rimdal, would there be any chance that there's a boat we could rent from you or uh, spend some time crafting or purchase or whatever <laughs> would be? There's jet ski rentals to me. <laughs> um, Water skis for a rennial. Mugan <laughs> is in your debt. And he is motivated to find his sister. And he and his family have fished these waters all of his life. Do not let his young age fool you. I will speak with the boy, and perhaps this might be a way to mend relations between he and your ranger friend. We would be open to this arrangement. But he looks very seriously at all of you. Mudan is one of my people. If he goes with you, I would expect you to extend every protection you would extend to each other. Yes, of course. Hmm. About this overlooping doom, is, is what she speaks true? Have we doomed you? Corliss has a gift of foretelling. This is true. Her visions do not come without some semblance of interpretation and... She has been mistaken before, but she has also been right more than I can count. I extend my hand of friendship to you in spite of my reservations. I am an old man, and I am not long for these lands. Doom might befall this village. It shall not do so while I breathe. And when my daughter takes over leadership, she will need the friendship of outsiders from time to time. 
I trust you will remember that in the future. Indeed we will. Uh, anything else you guys want to do? You can tell he's kind of getting weaker and weaker and he's kind of drooping a little bit every now and then. Airbound's good. Okay. Yeah, Gilly would be like, well, thank you for your time. You are welcome to stay within the village. Daughter, please show our new elven friend to the ship of his people before the sun goes down this eve. Come, return after you are satisfied and we shall break bread together. Okay. Everyone kind of goes bids their farewell Reinald and Demelza kind of get up and they start walking with you out into the village you can see that they kind of go back over to the hut where you were staying and Reinald kind of motions over Suko and the soft-spoken woman and you guys get your your items and your weapons back and um, they make kind of a big show of it and you can see Demelza and Reinald both are like these you know our new friends, they shall be deemed every courtesy and that kind of show. And you can tell there's some skepticism amongst the crowd, but then there's like others that are like, you know, nodding and such and others are curious and some that just don't really care one way or the other as they have work to do. Um, but after, you know, a little while you're, yeah, you, you've got the run of the place and, and you can see that the is right there. And she says, I can take you to the boat if you, would like that, Master Elf. Yes, as soon as you are ready to travel. It is not far. We can be there and back before sundown. Unless there is something else you want to do. Nope, I think this will be really cool. Come. Airbond just kind of smirks that Gilly kind of invited herself. Okay. <laughs> we're okay. all we're all now going on a field trip. Okay. <laughs> you think Gilly's going to pass up the opportunity to draw the ship in her book? <laughs> yeah. So you, um, yeah, you leave. You leave sort of the same way you came in, but you notice that there is actually like a thicket, a thicket gate that like kind of opens, and they've sort of made this like sort of camouflaged makeshift wall, and you guys just sort of push through it and cut yourselves, whereas like they actually have this much simpler way of entering and exiting. Um, you can see that, you know, there's like people kind of coming up from like what looks to be the, the sort of southern route towards the lake, and they're carrying boats, and they have, you know, these long poles over their shoulders with fish hanging down, and Demelza like stops and introduces you all, kind of catches them up, and asks about the catch for the day, and how, you know, how are the, the fish biting, and there's more more people coming and such like which is good because they would need more food for feast and all that kind of thing is happening and eventually she you know they sort of depart and you work your way down and she takes you like eastwardly um but you can tell that you don't really see the water where she's taking you 
Like, it almost seems like you're still in the forest. Like, you're not right up against the shore. And, like, if you look at a distance, especially you, Erebon, with your elvish eyes, like, you can see the water that's, like, you know, you know, good 300, 400 yards away. Like, like you guys are... And she just starts to veer as if she's walking along parallel, you know. And, like, you guys start to rise up onto a hill, and then she finds this very small little crevice and kind of start climbing down. And, you know, had she not shown you it, it probably would have been very difficult for you to find. And you weave and weave this down this um kind of switch back rocky path and eventually you get down within what looks like a like a cove underneath like more like a cave i should say underneath this large like escarpment of you know of land and you can see the water has journeyed in more here um there's no there's like just natural steps it's not like there's anything carved you know she lights up a torch or gilly you pull out your lantern as it gets very dark down here and your feet kind of crunch underneath like these these loose loose rocks and there's bits of dirt and sand as well as yeah you're in like this underground cave with this large pool um and you can see that there's a fairly thick sort of underground river that seems to weave southward towards where the um where the actual uh, lake would be and like it seems as though like the elves just sort of found this small little cave and kind of weave their way in and hit it here. Um, and you can see that even like in the darkness, they have it like pressed against these, these rocks and they have it kind of tucked in the back. And it looks like a kind of a, it's a long boat with these sort of curls uh, at the, at the front and the back of the boat. And you can see that the mast itself, like the, it's like, there's no sail on top of it from a distance. And so, as you curve around the rocks, you actually see it. It's an entirety. And it would probably fit maybe 12 people at most or so. Um, but uh, but she like kind of makes a gesture and she says, Here is the boat of your people. As I said, none of us spoke with any of them. They did not come to visit us and we did not disturb them. They passed peacefully through, through our lands and we did not see any reason to interfere. One of the children discovered the boat itself, and while we peered out of curiosity, none of us have boarded it, and we have all kept our distance in respect. Do as you please, Master Elf. These people are yours. I don't want her permission. I was going to do that anyways. Uh, <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to jump in the boat uh, and respectfully rifle through, uh, see what was left. Respectfully, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to take anything. I'm not going to like just dump stuff out, but I- I'm going to see what they were provisioned for, if I can tell. Uh, just any... S- any clues to their intentions. Okay. Um, how would you like to go about doing this with, I think scan, if you're looking for, well, scan is if you're looking for anything hidden. Um, if there's something else you're looking to roll, uh, I'm down to listen. Awareness. Awareness is more for danger. Um, okay. Yeah, that's fair. You, that's fair. Uh, I would do scan then. 
And uh, I'm going to make Melissa happy and spend a hope for a magical success. Because <laughs> it'd be pretty much an automatic failure otherwise. Okay. So you're going you're gonna to do a magical success? Magical success. Oh, with my. Elven skill. I love when you use those magical successes. Don't mind it me. It hurts me to do two in my Don't mind me just marking this down. Okay. Um, yeah, Zoro okay. sidekick. I could have done insight, but uh, I also have uh, zero dice for that, and it's a harder difficulty for heart. So. Okay. Uh, and our, what are the, th- the three of you doing while Erebon hops onto the ship and looks around? What are the three of you doing? Uh, Guilty will ask if he needs any help looking for anything. I would respectfully decline. Okay. And and Gilly will kind of like find a spot and she'll nestle down and she'll pull her book out and she'll be uh, sketching the boat out. Okay. I'm going to board the ship. Floy, classic dwarf. Okay. Pop on. Uh, what are you looking for, Floy, as you hop on? Let's explore. <laughs> Check out. Quarters. I think you know what he's looking for. <laughs> what class is <laughs> uh, Floy, roll a scan. That's- How about that? Uh, and then, Irinio, what are you doing? Um, it seems like there's enough people doing that, so I might sort of look to do a little hunting around this area, see if I can bring something back for food. Okay. Uh, you're in a cave. You're in an under, under, underground cave uh, water, so you can look down here if you want to see if there's anything down here. It's probably be more fish than anything, or maybe some kind of crustaceans or something like that. But yeah, you can roll a hunting if you like. That's fine. I use my sword to do some attempt at <laughs> she fishes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, roll, roll your hunt okay just seeing how everybody does success on scan okay success on scan uh, Gilly you don't need to roll anything you're just doing your drawing no problem your t- Arineal is hacking at the water as these little crabs dance around her and make her look like an idiot. Um, Could I do a lore roll to see if like, I recognize the type of ship that this is? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, with, with, with just the one success, uh, you would be able to say that this it has it bears the mark of shipwrights from the Grey Havens. Uh, you can certainly confirm that. Um, Erebon would probably be able to, to also confirm that as well. Um, and so, Erebon, you're you're looking, Floy, you're on the boat. Both of you are looking around. You... Uh, as you're both looking around, you notice... Okay. I'll say, Erebon, you notice, because it's probably the most offensive thing that you see, that there is some slight damage uh, to one of the railings. Uh, it hasn't been repaired? It has not. And it looks like claw marks. You don't see any signs of bloodstains or anything like that, or any signs of like a fight you know, battle, but you do see what looks like claw stains, like, like claw stains, <laughs> claw marks, uh, you know, like from an animal or, or something like that. Floy, as you're looking around, you notice um, that there are some, 
some prints, some kind of muddy prints. And like, you don't really notice any like muddy boot prints or anything like that, other than the ones that you're now making. Um, I don't know if Erebon might have probably wiped his feet before he got on, but Floy, you're just trudging mud from the cave, the cave floor all throughout this. But you also Single notice- here tear falls from Erebon's eye. <laughs> but you also notice that there are these dried marks. They're not boot prints. They're not, you know, they're, they're actually quite large. And you look at them, they look like some kind of paw print, animal print. Erebon, as you're looking around, do you notice what looks like little tufts of fur as well? Floyd, you see these signs of some beast, correct? Yeah, you might be wandering around. It must have been after the elves left. There's no sign of a struggle or fight. I think it's still on board. I think we would have found it by now if it was. Uh, would we be able to see, like, checking a around outside the boat? Like, are there tracks leading into, away, that kind of thing? Yeah, so as you kind of backtrack out of the boat, you do in fact notice, and it's kind of hard to see, but since you know kind of what you're looking for, you're able to pick up on it that some of the sort of the, the muddy rock area, there is a little bit of dispersing of, of it here and there. And you notice that there are in fact um, a decent amount of tracks. They don't seem to go up the way you all came, but instead they kind of trudge along to the stream side out towards the lake itself and you can and you can kind of track those those kind of paw prints along the interior and some of them kind of slosh down into the water and you lose it but then you can see like there's also part land so it's like they're moving in and out of the water whenever they needed to um the water here is relatively deep so this so like they're only kind of on the um sort of the sides like you would say that the the deepest parts the water is maybe you know 10 feet like in the center of like the uh, sort of the stream that wanders its way inside of here. And then in like the large underground lake itself is probably there. And then the outsides are a little bit, a little bit more shallow, but you can find more, more tracks that seem to lead out of the cave towards the lake itself. Master Ranger, would you recognize the creature that would leave these tracks? And I would point them out to her as best I could. Uh, can I do some type of hunting roll or something to try to identify like yeah. size, at least like what size creature would make this size print or some type of thing? Sure. Like that? Sure. Or like a lore roll. Um, take a plus one. All right. Great success. Nice. That's why I they... called you in. Nice job. <laughs> they very clearly matched the prints of those large wargs that you saw sniffing around your camp a few days ago. That's terrifying. We've, we have seen these creatures not that long ago. We wisely hid and avoided a scuffle with them. Master Ranger, Master Dwarf, Hobbit, what do you make of this riddle? Well, if they're not here, there's nothing to worry about. We've got more important things to find. 
I do that. wonder what they're up here for. Is there any location up around here that's important to your people, Erevan? Uh, I don't think I would. Nothing off the top of your head. Yeah. Makes sense. Like why they would be up here. Uh, I mean, obviously the plains to the east, but they were, you were told by both the Melza and by Morvan that they were heading kind of northward through the forest. Yeah. Like they were going across the hell, like the hills of Evendim through the forest that kind of flanked them. So they're heading north. Um, and you know that north from here, I, I mean, you would know that north from here, like, there's like the lone lands, sort of like an empty area. Eventually, it kind of leads to the ice bay of Forshell and kind of oh. even further northward. You heard rumors. Uh, Elvish groups tell him uh, Kurdan, the shipwright of the Greyhaven specifically, sent out his herald Galdor because of rumors told him about some about adventures and activity and stuff at the uh, ruins of Fornost. So he sent his herald out to local areas to identify who or what happened here recently. So maybe I'm glad Erebon uh, narrated his uh, winter to Gilly <laughs> in the day by day journal. <laughs> so tell me everything you did this winter. Well, oh my gosh. So I don't know. These lands uh, before they were abandoned and overrun by evil. They were long human lands. There's no major reason Elfkind would be too concerned. But we do, if I am understanding recent events, we have had both rangers want to go to the Isle and the Hillfolk want to go to the Isle. So there seems to be a renewed interest in this lake area, if I have followed the information mm -hmm. so that we have gathered correctly. Just to, just to clarify, the hill folk were interested in the ruins of Enuminas, and that's where yep. they were, and that's where they were sort of seen, according to the rumors, on the ice, which is on the southern side of the lake by the ruins, et cetera, et cetera. The shadow islets are in the center of the lake. Um. And there's a handful of because that lake is huge, by the way. Like it's yeah, right, a good, right. like sixty miles, maybe longer, maybe wider. Um, and you all have found the boat basically hidden on the northern edge of it. So, had these elves wanted to go to the ruins of Anuminas, there would be no reason they would kind of park here on the northern side. Had they want to go to the yeah. islets in the center, there's no reason to be parked. So they already kind of bypassed they, those other. The villagers told us the elves were going north anyways after exactly. they left the boat. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was just more generally kind of the other two groups that we know of are interested. Just in general, people seem to be interested in what's going on. So maybe maybe when we come back from uh, our, our task of, of adventuring to Anominas, um, we can see if the boat is still here. And if it is, we could venture northward to see if we could track them. Because you, you have been looking for 
your people, have you not, Erebon? That is a complicated question with no simple answer. Are you are you looking for someone in particular? I believe that we've found all that we can here. I find solace knowing that the my kin have left this boat safely. I do not believe we should come back. I mean, we'll see. And and Gilly will stand up. <laughs> like how Gilly hears a very vague answer and is like, let me ask a follow-up. <laughs> Let's get real specific. Yeah. Tell me your feelings. Is this like a like ex-girlfriend who like <laughs> left you? You know? So are we gonna head back for dinner then? Of course it would be rude not to. I will linger a while longer. I believe I can find my way back. Okay. Uh, at the latest, I will meet you in the morning. I do not think that is wise. We just saw the footprints of those wargs that we encountered very recently. I believe we can respect your privacy for a bit of time here, but staying here for an extended period on your own uh, seems uh, quite quite the foolish endeavor. I appreciate your concern, Master Ranger, but I am also well aware of the risks. Gilly turns to Floyd. Why am I not Master Hobbit? Am I missing? Is, is he being mean? No, of course not. Okay. He respects you equally. I guess. Uh, do you all leave Erebon then? No. Yes. Like, moves. Step out of the place like I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Erebon will yeah. give space, but will not. Um, Carried a big old bag of treasure he found in the hold. <laughs> no. I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, right, so, find Elvish sails. So what does that that look like, Arneal giving space? Do you leave the cove, like the cave here? Do you go up with them, or do you just sort of stay down here? Uh, I would, I would leave the cave area, and maybe go. Come up with us. Do some hunting, and then and then we can head back when he comes up. We're close enough if he screams, you know. Erebon wouldn't start a fight or anything. Uh, Out of character, his intentions absolutely were to sleep in the boat and not go back to the village. He was just trying to create some space with you guys. Yeah, and Arineal's not going to argue with him. Arineal's just going to go up a little ways, um, climb a tree, watch, um, and Gillian Floyd can go back. So you would have thought she left unless you followed. No, no. So the three of you go up. Erebon stays below. Uh, obviously, Demelza goes with you. Uh, Renee, you start climbing a tree. Um, it is definitely it's definitely dusk at this point, but the sun is still uh, still you know off to the west a bit. Erenial, um, uh, actually, since you climbed a tree, I'm not even going to require you to roll. You look out to the north, or excuse me, to the south, towards the lake. And again, it wasn't that long of a walk. It was like half an hour walk to get here. 
and you look southward and you can see that along the sh- along like the water's edge of the lake and a little bit further out you can see there's debris that's just sort of like floating in the lake water itself and some of it also seems to be on you know on the shore you can see that there's people that are like thrashing around in the water and are desperately like trying to like swimming as fast as they can to the shore roll an awareness test that you oh, see automatically okay. roll an awareness test to see if you see anything else okay um i would spend hope but i don't think anything that i have applies um I will use the last of our bonus just to make sure I see everything that's going to potentially hurt us. Great success. Great success. Okay. You see, moving away from sort of this, what looks like just debris of boats, just sort of cascading around. And you also notice that there seems to be like fairly tumultuous, tumultuous like surface to like when you passed it prior, it was very serene, very calm, but you can see the water is just like thrashing around. Like it's just the, like a, like rough seas have suddenly come and you can see a large shadow moving underneath the water from the height that you're in. Even though there's a there's a sort of a, a little mist over here, you can still see it from your height. This massive shadow, that's the size of three, four boats maybe. Like these these long boats that you've seen them carrying on their on their heads or stacked up in the village. You see them like you see it kind of swimming away from shore. You can watch as like one of or not away from shore, like towards shore. And you can see as one of those figures that is it's kind of swimming. You can tell at this distance it's just a person who's swimming and swing. You can see as the shadow goes right underneath them and just bursts up in this huge explosion of water that just goes raining debris of these boats, water foam, the mist swirling around, and then plunges back down. You see a creature that looks its enormous dark with these strange fin this kind of angled sort of antenna or claw kind of growing almost illuminating very briefly the area around where the like this eruption came out from below the water and you see it just suddenly thrash around a bit like these long thick arms with these huge claws that just swipes through what looks like like the the bow of a boat that was still intact, just drenching it down into the water. And then you see it dip down underneath again. The shadow begins to sort of drift southward now and away from shore. And you no longer see any of the few people that were desperately trying to swim to shore. When you look down, like you kind of go to shout probably to everyone else, you can see Demelza is already like looking. She's just like 
for Floy and Gilly as you now watch and you're standing next to her on the ground. You just hear her say, Coles was right. Doom. Doom has come. And we're going to end there, I think, for, uh, no, for tonight. No. Holy fuck. Let's go. Yeah, they Floyd, might be NPCs, but that still makes you a killer DM. <laughs> I only create piece, uh, NPCs so I can kill them. <laughs> screw up their accents every time. <laughs> I saw Strauss is like, Southern or Deep Southern? That's what I should have done. Like, like <laughs> I should have done my, um, what's it called? Like the... What was his name? Bartholomew Phelps. <laughs> welcome, to the, <laughs> welcome to the village of Eskadale. It's a pleasure to have your acquaintance here. Please enjoy our town. The music, the festival, everything. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll end there. Um, oh lots of goodness. things going on. This is a very, very exciting so session. Mm. Good session. Very excited because, like, I felt like the Rotag story kind of got like that was like a that was like a such a big focus for like the first part of the campaign. And then you guys defeated Rotag and we had that really long like downtime and now we're like going into another really big chapter. And so like I'm layering some stuff into here. So there's a lot of things going on. I'm very excited for this. Very excited. Uh <laughs> all right. Uh let's see. Uh what do we got going on? Uh Steven, you got anything coming up? Uh, nope, just everything I'm doing with you. Right on. Uh, let's see. Uh, for us, Monday, we'll be back on our channel. Um, <laughs> Zora, I would definitely put Rufus in here at some point. It's a good idea. I, I, I the funny thing is, Rufus, or, excuse, the funny thing is, Zora, um, I, I thought when they were planning, plotting their journey route, and I talked to Melissa about this, I thought for sure that they were going to take the easy route. So I'll show you what I mean. I thought for sure that they were just going to take the uh, the Great East Road, like west through Brandywine, and they would just kind of just cut through the Shire, like super safe, nice and easy. So I had all these like little Hobbit things ready to go. And one of those was going to be Rufus, like Rufus Foggybrook, uh, who is a character I played in like a alpha session long time ago when uh, when Matt ran it like over a year ago on, uh, on the mm-hmm. Free League channel. Uh, and so, uh, hi, I'm Rufus. Oh, yeah. And uh, I did want to go to Hobbiton, but yeah, yeah. Now I'm sad we missed the Hobbit encounters. Don't worry, like they'll they, you know, they'll come into play. Yeah, like uh, so. Yeah, I had I had a whole thing with like Rufus at some point, just to, just in case it was gonna be great. Uh, but uh, but they ruined it uh, because that's what they do because they're players <laughs> and um, can't have any fun. I can't wait for us to go somewhere with like <laughs> like a dwarven settlement. I have something planned for that too. Actually, yeah. Uh, the cool thing is, is like the Ruins of the Lost Realm book just came out, the PDF, mm-hmm. uh, which adds like a ton of stuff. It has like a bunch of landmarks and it adds like sort of like campaign arcs and stuff, storylines and and like the Shrouded Islet stuff and everything is sort of part of that. And it's not exactly I was saying to Melissa earlier, I'm like, it's really interesting because there was stuff I was putting in our story before the Ruins of the Lost Realm stuff came out. And I started reading it and I'm like, Wow, that just actually works perfectly with what I've or like that works. Oh, that works perfectly too. So there's like two or three things that are just absolutely perfect That's for awesome. what uh, what I did. So, uh, but it's a really it's a really cool book so far. That's cool. Um, well, Jeff, why didn't you write the book? You uh, because you uh, because they didn't want to hire me because um, they said <laughs> I need to speak to the manager. I will write them oh, a goodness. very angry letter. Uh, yeah, they said. Uh, 
something along the lines of you are bad and <laughs> so stop emailing us they must have thought that i was you they got the names mixed up <laughs> uh free league's awesome though uh we love free league we love free league games mm-hmm. um we've played so many i think at this mm-hmm. point alien yep. things from the flood mutant year zero started it all off for us i played mm-hmm. a bunch of forbidden lands over with chuck uh obviously one ring um i mean when they do blade runner i'm gonna run the shit out of blade runner when that comes out eventually because i love blade runner and um what else do we say i still want to run um i still want to do simba room at some point um i don't know i don't know uh i played I just a love mini arc of the 5e simba the 5e room. stuff yeah. matt's pushing me to do some 5e uh the 5e simba room after uh after deadlands he said i should do it but i'm not sure um i i didn't i didn't I don't think I backed the 5e Simba Room one, so I'm not sure. Um, it was an interesting take on 5e. It, yeah. it changed some things, especially like how spellcasting worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of made it more powerful, but also had some more drawbacks. It, it was interesting. It's worth reading, at least. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious. I'm curious about it. I mean, like, you're the second person, like, you and Matt have both spoke highly of, like, the 5e adaptation, so maybe that's a good thing. Like, I got nothing against 5e. I just ran it a bunch already. Like, before we started streaming, I ran it for years. So, um, but Yeah. I, I love the aesthetic of Simba Room. It just seems like such a rich and interesting setting. And the artwork is like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> like It's just so good. Like It's so evocative that I feel like I want to do it uh, at some point. I don't know when. Uh, so many Jonan, games. Yeah, Joan and Vason too. We played Vason a ton. Uh, we, yeah, we played some Vason. We played some Things on the Flood back on the Free League, Free League uh, publishing channel back in the day before we switched it over here. Um, I love Vason. Vason's probably my favorite adaptation of the Year Zero system. I think I've said that before because I feel like it takes the cool condition work that Tales and Things from the Flood have, um, but it has like a little more heft to it because like Tales from the Tales from the Flood and thing, or excuse me, Tales from the Loop and Things from the Flood. They, there's like it's really cool how like when you take damage, it's not really damage, but when you take damage, you take conditions like like it's like you're angry or you're battered or so it gives you like a role-playing prompt basically like once you once you like check a condition like i'm angry now for you know taking that and i really like that vason does something similar but there's a little bit more to it so i really like that anyway i've gotten off topic uh let's see um savage world monday yeah savage world's monday so all that talk about your zero engine which we love uh but we're we've actually been diving into a lot of savage worlds lately on mondays uh with our friends uh so deadlands on monday next friday i think speaking of free league uh we're gonna be doing dead in space i think next friday uh which is a new free league game that just dropped uh from uh is it stockholm cartel is that what they're called i think same folk who did Morkborg or some of the same folk who did Morkborg. um but the pdf just came out i think the book comes out next month and it's just sort of like gritty space sci-fi stuff that we're going to do i really like what i've seen so far so we're gonna be doing that next friday because uh travelers on hiatus for about a month uh and then we'll be back next saturday with more wondering so that's about it um let's raid someone shall we yeah let's do i think it. we should yeah uh let's see who who is up who is up is anyone Thank we you know everybody of? for those bits for everyone uh, it was a very inclusive bit session tonight <laughs> dragons in the dining room are up that'll do there we go all right so uh yeah so thanks everybody thanks for the bits thanks for just watching and hanging out it's really fun um thanks for the offer pawn jk555 go uh, (laughs) go somewhere else uh we're gonna get out of here so good night everybody